Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We are men who suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who traveled the same journey. What's up, Gabe? Hey, buddy. So uh, we are going to start going into uh, episode five of the series that we've been in called uh, Tough Questions, Honest Answers. And this is um, found in uh, these questions are found in my book. I will be done trusting God in the midst of suffering, pain or loss. Um, so appreciate uh, appreciate uh, Will being willing to go through these. I think it's been hopefully a good and helpful series. and it has been for me. Um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and like kind of jump right into our next uh, couple questions here. These are found on page 136, uh, the end of chapter 16. And our uh, first question is going to be, where have you turned for hope? So we're kind of, you know, writing this to folks that maybe have gone through a really difficult situation, you know, particularly maybe child loss. But I think the hopefully the principles apply to any situation that you were kind of blindsided by, didn't understand. Um, and so in those difficult times, like where have you turned for hope? You know, was it the Lord or was it not? Was it people? Was it substances? Was it something just to numb your, you know, your mind? Um, it, was it money? Was it work? Was it success? Like, where did you turn? So like during y'all's tough time, we all like, how about y'all? Like, where did you turn during that time? I mean, I think um, <clears throat> we definitely felt the tension of like being on the edge and seeing that fork in the road. Um, but, you know, through the, the grace of the Lord and through the, the people that he put around us at, at church and our small group and, and just in our friend group that we had before we had our son, we were drawn closer to the Lord, you know, drawn closer to him through, like I said, all those relationships, through church, through prior relationships and we really i mean i don't i don't know a better way to say it than just we didn't really feel like we we didn't have another good option like we knew i think we had a conversation at some point in the the first month after we lost our son basically saying you know hey we can you know we can fall back into things we did before we were married, before we were Christians and, and me specifically, you know, I can start drinking, I can start, you know, smoking weed, doing whatever other thing that, like you said there, you know, numbs your pain for a little while. But the only, the only lasting comfort, the only real comfort is going to come from the Lord. And, you know, it took us a month, probably a month and a half to actually have this conversation. But I, I think, the Lord gave us enough clarity and surrounded us with, with wise people to show us that there's really, there really was only one way to handle it. And that was to, to trust him to draw us closer and to carry us through it. And to answer the second question. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where we found the most fulfillment you know, other times in my life when something has gone wrong and I didn't handle it the right way. You know, I was, turning to you know whatever ignoring the problem or dealing with it by working harder or you know wanting to go home and drink a bunch of beer or something like that and that felt good you know I got my mind off of it I guess is a better way to say it for a week 
for a month, but the problem was still there. I didn't deal with it. I didn't grow through it. I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't <clears throat> the man I needed to be for my family, for my coworkers, for anybody around me. And so, you know, for the good of the people around you, for my own good, and for your, you know, your witness as a believer, I think relying on the Lord through pain and suffering is really the only way to go. Yeah, man, I'm with you. That's good. I mean, I think it's all the other stuff can kind of temporarily, you know, numb things, I guess, is the best way to say it. But when those substances or activities or, or what have you, when they're finished or when they're over, then like you, you don't like, where's the, where's your hope lie after that? You know, and that's, um, that's kind of what, Oh, we got, we got some guests right there. I see. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm at my house. So I got a dog. That's Sorry, great. Guys. That's awesome. Yeah. So, that was great. Now um, you so, yeah, I think that those, you know, that's, that's where we want to encourage guys to go is like to the Lord, because that's where our true hope is going to be found. And like, do you think that it's hard, you know, will for guys to turn to the Lord? Um, if they are thinking like kind of negative thoughts about God during this time, because maybe they're thinking that God is like, you know, made this happen to them. So then how can I, put my trust in somebody that I think has caused this grievous issue to me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a real thing. Hannah and I dealt with to a certain extent. And I know some guys now, you know, that are going through that in, in yeah. an even more real way than we are that. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, if God's in charge and everything happens either because he wants it to happen or because he allows it to happen, he's responsible. He's to blame for me losing my child. So why would I turn to him? Like, yeah, that's a, that is a, I guess from a human perspective, that's a reasonable thought to have. And yeah, I mean, when you have that mindset, I would agree. I don't, you know, it's the same, same ways you're in a fight with your wife and you're, you know, that, you know, coming to her and having a conversation with her, burying the hatchet and all that, you know, is best for your family, best for, you know, her, best for you. And it helps your family encourage one another and, you know, work together in unity and heal each other. You're not going to want to do that if you're sitting around all day long thinking, oh, well, she did this intentionally, you know, she, whatever, so the, the argument she picked was from three years ago and she brought it up just because she knew it would cause problems and, you know, she wants to fight, you know, all this stuff. But if you're, if you are in the same sense, you know, thinking about the Lord and, and thinking about this hypothetical fight with your wife, if you're thinking true things about the Lord and true things about your wife in this situation and you're remembering it like, hey, my wife does love me, my wife and I, we got married. We had tons of fun together. You know, we, we talk uh, good times and bad times and we have disagreements, but we've been on the same page. You know, we built our lives together. You know, she is working through this the same way I am. And you're, you're thinking those true thoughts that gives you an opportunity to, you know, kind of quit dwelling on the bad and 
get to the point where you need to ask for forgiveness and move forward in the same sense with the Lord. If you're dwelling on all these false thoughts that, you know, God is the mean kid on top of an anthill, just burning random things just to see what happens, you know, just to, to test you or to, you know, whatever, to demonstrate his power just because he's bored, then yeah, it, it's likely you're not going to want to come to him. But if you're thinking true thoughts about the Lord by reading your Bible, by you know, spending time with, with a friend or a pastor or somebody who can show you who the Lord really is and testify to what he's done for them and their lives. And when they've suffered, then yeah, it, it helps break down those barriers by thinking true things about the Lord rather than you know, continuing to dwell on the lies that you've heard somewhere from someone that was far from the Lord or that you've, you know, you've made up yourself that, that came from Satan and his temptation to, to pull you away from the Lord. Cause you know, that's all that the enemy wants. He doesn't necessarily want you to, he doesn't require that you hate God and you're, you know, you're worshiping in the church of Satan and you're having orgies and you're doing all these horrible, you know, everything you can imagine that's terrible. He just wants you to not trust the Lord and to run from the Lord. And that's the first step. And whether that ends in, you just not having a strong relationship with him as you should. And then trauma like this comes up and there's not a lot good that comes out of it because you're, you know, you're trying to medicate with alcohol or whatever else, or whether it does end and you've gone down this wild path, you've ruined your marriage, you've ruined your witness, you've turned away from the faith, you, you know, damaged your relationship with your wife and your kids. The devil's happy either way. If you turn from the Lord, you know, he's one. Mm. So Yeah. All that to say, thinking, thinking true thoughts by reading the Bible, knowing who God actually is and the story of redemption from the beginning of the world to now is better and more helpful for you to know who God is and what is his character when we're hurting than to just sit around and believe the lie that, you know, he's a mean kid demonstrating his power. Man, that makes me think of a couple of things. One, like, um, so several years ago, I had the opportunity to meet Michael Jordan and that was super cool. And mm-hmm. he was like, he was very nice, very nice guy. Like totally just like me and you having a conversation. That's exactly what it was like. I mean, there was no, you know, no pretentiousness, you know, no, I didn't have to kiss his ring. Um, you know, there was nothing, there was nothing like that. Like he was just like, a, yeah, that's right. All six of them, right? It was just like, you know, good. It was, it was just, it was just like a regular conversation, just like two two dudes that just met, you know, at the restaurant, and you're just trying to get cool. to know each other, kind of thing. Um, and that was interesting because I had, you know, I had heard uh, oftentimes about, you know, oh, Michael Jordan's just a jerk, and he's so, you know, pretentious, and he's so haughty, and blah blah blah. And then when I met him, it was not like that at all. Like he was just a regular old dude, you know, and, and, um, and so that being said, it's like you had heard all these things about him and in the past. And so there was, there's a difference between knowing about somebody and then knowing somebody. Now I'm in no way trying to say that I know Michael Jordan, like we're not buddies. We don't hang out and text and call and go on vacation together. Um, but 
Coming to I because you said LeBron's the greatest, right? And then he got mad about it. Ooh, oh, no, no, no. I would never, I would never say that. Your generation, I know. Your generation might think that. Not me. Not okay, me. good. Thank you, Will. That's why we're friends. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of people know about God, right? Because of their, their preconceived notions that they have about him because of different things that they've heard or uh, things people have taught them or just life experiences that then they've, they've formed some kind of like, you know, theology that is incorrect. Like you said, you, you, you kept using the word truth. And it's because it's so often, you know, we, we think, okay, people see God as like this genie, right? Like he's going to give me things that I want when I want them. And so when that happens, we're like, yay, God. Right. But then when stuff happens that, we don't like or don't agree with or can't understand. We're like, Oh God's just, he's just this mean gene. He won't give me my wishes, you know, that I want. And so that we have this incorrect view of who God is and who we are in relation to him. And that can really mess up our mind and mess up our life. You know? So I think what you said about knowing the truth is so important because, you know, we, we don't want guys to be having this, uh, false sense of oh i know who god is because they've heard about him or because they went to church a few times or maybe they read a couple verses out of the bible here and there they threw up a couple prayers in desperation you know one night or something like that like that is not that is not the same you know as Uh, so that being said it's important that we do know it Oh, he is okay. So that sense, um, my yeah. air died, so I'm switching to regular. I'm, I'm switching from missiles to guns, Will. And hey, that's okay. We'll, uh, Whatever works. There. Oh. Um, <laughs> so there's there's that, and I think we got to know him. So how do we know him? Just just with what you said um, a few minutes ago. Something else I thought is like it's really easy. I think people's default is to go to blame. It's really easy to get mad at somebody and blame somebody when they don't give you what you want. But how often do we thank them for giving us all the bazillion things that they've given us? Right. Like we can see that even in parenting, like a lot of times our kids, they're not like, thank you for the eggs that you made me this morning or thank you for the cereal that you have in the pantry for me to eat. But man, if that cereal is not there, those egg goes aren't in the freezer. It's like, why don't you get me any food? Like I'm starving. Mm-hmm. Everything, right. So that's mm-hmm. kind of our fault as humans, unfortunately. Um, and so I think we have to remember that too, right? Like let's not just blame God when things don't go our way. Like let's also make sure that we're thanking him and thinking about, okay, this didn't work out very well right here. But let's think of all the blessings that I have been given in the past and even the blessings that could somehow or another come out of this situation. Uh, I think that's really important for us to keep in mind. And uh, I was reading this other book, this this uh, man, actually, I've been reading this book for about a year. It's a huge book. It's called Life Force. It's about a bunch of health stuff. But at the end of the book, there's they're talking about some kind of mental stuff and some mind, you know, mind uh proper mindset and whatnot. And uh, it's a really neat book. I'm really enjoying it, but uh, it's written in, in uh, it's Tony Robbins and then a couple other like medical doctors that he's written this book with. 
And so this is kind of Tony's section, you know, because he's all into psychology or whatever. And again, I'm not I'm not saying you should go be a Tony Robbins disciple. OK, I'm not saying that, but there is some good stuff in, in his uh, in some of his stuff. Some of his stuff is completely whack, um, but some of it's good. And he says, when we are faced with a situation, good or bad, we have to we're always going to attach three things to it. We have to attach what do we feel about this situation? And then we have to figure out, okay, this is this is what this situation means to me, right? So how do I feel about it? What does it mean to me? And then what am I going to do about it? And and I thought that was really good. And I think that's really goes along with what we've been talking about for almost 60 episodes here is that in a situation like this with child loss or with any horrible or surprising or challenging difficult situation we have to be self-aware enough to be thinking okay what is the meaning here to me what what do i feel about this and now what am i going to do about that so i've been talking for a long time well i'm gonna throw this back to you in a situation like this how did you feel maybe how did you work through those feelings come to a place where the meaning wasn't just that God was punishing you, right? That there was something else to that. And then what did you, what did you do about that? Maybe in relation with your wife, relationship with, uh, with the Lord, or just in your personal life in general, after you had figured out the feeling, the meaning, and then what did you do? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the feeling is probably one that everyone listening to the podcast can understand pretty easily that you just you're at the same time angry devastated uh, frustrated because you feel like you can't you know, frustrated and powerless I guess because you feel like you can't do anything about the situation you know you can't do anything about the situation you can't save your child or bring your child back to life um and so there's a lot of just hurt there out of frustration, out of weakness, out of just complete, you know, it's a time in your life. I don't, I don't know how everyone else feels, but you know, it's a time in my life where I felt like there's nothing I can do about the situation to make it better at this moment. So what does that mean about me, you know, as a man, as a husband? Um, <clears throat> I think the, the feeling piece, like, like we said earlier, you know, the, you know, where do we turn for hope? Um, if I had turned, and it would be my wife had both turned to something else. Um, I don't know, you know, what meaning we would have gotten from it. If it was, you know, if it was just some random thing that happened and didn't mean anything or, you know, where we would have landed, but with our faith, with the, you know, like I said earlier, the friends that encouraged us and, and pushed us closer to the Lord, we realized that, you know, it meant <clears throat> we live in a, in a world that's full of sin and, you know, terrible things happen. You know, it's, um, it's a world that God created to be perfect and for humans to have perfect relationship with him. And, you know, we, through our ancestors, Adam and Eve, failed that and you know, broke covenant with the Lord and you know, sin entered into our nature 
And you know, now we are, as humans, we are fallen and we live in a world that's been tainted by sin. So the meaning of losing our child is, you know, it's the consequences of sin that it's possible for, for children to die, mm-hmm. be stillborn, miscarried, you know, die a few months old, a few years old, you know, or, or 30 years old. And I think having that understanding that, you know, it's not God up in the sky, like intentionally hurting us just for the sake of it or to test us or whatever, helped us understand that he is the source of comfort and he's the source of hope. And like we've also talked about on the podcast, he is the one who redeemed us. And even though we live in this fallen world and we are susceptible to to pain and to suffering and to children dying and, and parents dying, everyone suffering, he's created a way through Jesus coming to earth and, and living for us and dying for our sins and being resurrected for us to go to heaven and have that perfect relationship with him. And so I think, you know, what we did out of it was we, we trusted the Lord. We started taking, you know, small practical steps like praying together and, you know, reading our Bible together when we had time. And, and if we didn't, you know, we, I had a quiet time in the morning, which is just, you know, sit down, read the Bible pray and, and meditate about what you read. And I don't mean meditate like, um, I mean like meditate, like, yes, you did it better. Uh, meditate, like, um, you know, you're dwelling on those thoughts and you're, you read a verse and it's John three sixteen, And so you think, you know, what does it mean for God to love the world? And you're not just like, yeah, you know, he, he liked us pretty good, but you're, you're thinking through like that whole backstory of, you know, how, much the world has sinned and how much we have turned against him. And and like you said earlier, been ungrateful for the many blessings he's given us yet. He still loved the world. So what does that mean about how he loves me and my suffering? And so we just, we took those practical steps, continued to, to trust him and that that he had some plan and there was some meaning for our son's life and for our lives, even if we didn't know what it was, and you know, again, like we said in this podcast before, just woke up every day and kept trying to be faithful. And there were days when we screwed up that I wasn't the man or the, the, the husband that I needed to be. And there are days that my wife probably didn't do her quiet time and, and she wasn't faithful and she did some things wrong. But, you know, on the whole, we had friends like you and, and other people who kept us close to the Lord, kept tying us, kept reeling us back in when we screwed up, when we were drifting a little bit and reminding us of the faithfulness of the Lord. And through that, we just kept being built up by him, kept being filled with the hope that comes through him. And, you know, I'm not saying that we're, I'm not saying we're perfect. We've arrived. Now everything is great, but we're at a place where, we have an understanding that there was a purpose for our son's life and our son's death. And there's a purpose for, you know, who we are now in Christ. There's a purpose for, you know, how we talk about our son, you know, using this podcast to encourage other guys and trying to live every day in a way that honors the Lord and that gives our life purpose. And I, I think that's, 
I would hope that's something that every guy listening to this podcast acknowledges that he wants in some senses is to understand a meaning and a purpose for his life. And, you know, maybe he already has several, but, you know, I think through reading the word and knowing who you are as a man, as a husband, as a father, even having lost a child and feeling helpless and hopeless and every, like everything is meaningless. If you trust the Lord, you can be brought back to him and you can understand you know, what is your purpose and what is your meaning. Man, that's awesome, dude. I think that's a great way to, to kind of end this episode and just reminding guys, like you said, like, man, let's find that process, your feelings, understand the meaning, right? The meaning is not for, for bad. It's for good. Eventually you just got to get to that point where you believe that and understand and accept it based on God's scripture. And then what do we do? We draw close to the Lord and we draw close to others who are also close to the Lord. So that way we've got some, some people in our corner, right? Like living in isolation after a situation like this is not the thing that we want to do. And then figure out, okay, where, where do I, where is my purpose in this? Right. And so thank you so much for sharing that and being honest, man. So, uh, Hey, we want to thank you guys for joining us today on this episode. Our first zoom recording episode. We'll, uh, have this on, on YouTube as well, of course. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. You know, check us out on all the social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find my books online as well. That will be done. The one we're getting these questions from. And then the newest one, Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. Before long, Will's going to have his book coming out too. And certainly we will be uh, giving you information about that when it's available. So again, thank you all for joining us today. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.